0: Hi, I'm Candace Hickman and you're listening to Creative Women's Co. Podcast. Welcome. You're listening to Creative Women's Co podcast with our host, Cherokinant San, owner of City Girl At work. Our Creative Women's Co podcast is about sharing the good, the bad, and the ugly side of creative entrepreneurship.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Sharokina Pizand, and I'm so excited to be the season three podcast host for Creative Women's Co. I'm so pumped to be interviewing Candace Hickman today. Uh, Candace Hickman is the host of an evening with live interview event series, a personal branding coach and founder of the Becoming Known group a podcasting community that's mission is to provide education in, inspiration and resources for entrepreneurs and creatives. Candice, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Oh, my gosh. And I just have to say, so, Candice, I met you at a Creative Women's Co event a few years ago in Chicago, and it feels Mm. like just yesterday, but also forever ago.
0: (laughs) I know. I know. You were saying, oh, last year. And I was thinking, well, no, it can't be last year because I've been in Miami (laughs) Beach for two years. So that's how quick time goes. It's probably been about three years ago. Right. And
1: you have to rub in that you're in Miami Beach while we're in the cold. What's the... Okay. Let's just say, what's the
0: temperature right now in Miami Beach? (laughs) You know what? I want to say it's probably in the... Early 60s right now, which is actually kind of cold for us. Um, oh. Yesterday it was 85 though.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I would take that any day of the week. Give me 60 degrees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh know. my
1: gosh. No, yeah. it, it was like what, one degree here a couple days ago? So mm. it's a little crazy. Right. But anyway,
0: <laughs> I do not envy you.
1: <laughs> no, no, take me with you. Um, so yeah, no, I just, Candace, I would love for you, for those that don't know who you are, what your brand is all about. I'd love for you to introduce yourself and let our listeners know a little bit more about who you are, what
0: you do, and why you started your company. Mm, Absolutely. So I work primarily with service-based entrepreneurs to really help them to define their story, to be able to really refine their message, and to be able to build their personal brand. I've kind of been working in this industry for the last two years I've been in the coaching industry since 2015 and then I kind of moved into brand strategy uh, in early 2017 because I realized that throughout the process of coaching and consulting and working with individuals that I really um, was more excited about the process of, of brand development yeah. and um, the reason why personal branding is really the thing that I'm super passionate about is because I really believe that personal branding is a holistic experience. Mm, Okay. You know, and when I work with people, I realise at some point that the primary desire of the people that were coming to me was really to become known, to become known to themselves, to become... To the people in their immediate circle, and to really get recognition for their gifts and talents, and so I really help people to do that by nailing their story and figuring out how to share it in a way that really compels people to want to engage with them.
1: Wow, that's a lot of amazing information right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, I loved all of it, and I, I want to kind of go back a little bit. And I saw that on your website, and you just said something about helping people become known. Mm. I feel like, as women, you know, we're told. You know, like, don't be, you know, don't be too out there. Like, don't make people think that you're being too cocky or too confident. Um, you know, and I think that a lot of us grow up with that mentality of, you know, is, I, I would say, especially in the Midwest, like, what we've learned is we don't want to be too, you know, saying, okay, I've been here and I do this and I've done that. Like, the accolades or talking about what we know, how does somebody, how do you help somebody balance like, who they are from like a, what they've accomplished and being able to help, help, um, how am I asking this, have them show it, you know, without seeming like they're, they're showboating or putting it out
0: there. Cause mm-hmm. I think that's the
1: biggest struggle,
0: right? Right, and actually, this is exactly why I do the work that I do. Because I grew up, my father is actually a pastor, oh, and wow. I grew up in a very conservative Christian home. Uh, conservative in the sense that the, the particular religion that I was a part of was a very conservative religion. Mm. In saying that, my dad was a DJ <laughs> before he became a pastor in <laughs> wow. a Sydney nightclub. Frankie J. He's from, so my dad's. Yeah, my dad's from Mississippi. He's from the Deep South, and he oh, wow. he moved as a black man to Australia. Um, And so, but I grew up in kind of this conservative uh, religious environment and um, I always believed that we had to be very, very humble. The humility was the name of the game and that putting yourself out there was bragging. On top of that, I'm Australian and we have this whole phenomenon called tall poppy syndrome. It's this this concept that if you imagine all the poppy flowers, how they stand in the field, now they all stand at the same height. Mm-hmm. But if one of the poppies starts to grow above the rest of them, the, the farmer or the, whatever the name of the, the person that fields the, fields the um, area will sure. go in and chop off the top of the poppy, okay, oh. so that it's at the same level as the rest of the poppies. Wow. And this is a phenomenon they talk about in Australian culture, where if one person thinks that they're a little bit loftier than everybody else... The rest of the culture will kind of cut them down through verbal, you know, the way that we speak. Oh, that person's a tryhard. You know, in the US, someone will drive down the street in a Lamborghini and everybody (laughs) turn and stare like, whoa, look how cool that person is. In Australia, that same thing will happen and we'll all turn around and be like, what a tryhard, what a loser. (laughs) He thinks he's like real cool, you know. Right. Right. So I grew up with that right so I grew up with that mentality of like okay I don't want to have the first time I put out my own website candissickman.com was very hard for me I was very embarrassing em- embarrassed I remember posting it and then sharing it on Facebook but I blocked all of my like family and friends in Australia from seeing what I'd done because I knew that it would be acceptable in American society but not in Australian you know mm, right um and so basically, you know, to your, to your question um, about how do you kind of balance that, that energy, I think it's a shift in, in perspective. You know, um, okay. I always say that the work isn't about you. It's, every, it's, it's what underpins the work that I do. When I kind of encourage people to put themselves out there, to amplify their gifts and talents, to brag about what they're good at, I say that it's because when, you, when people know what you do You're in a greater position of service. Sure, You're able to make a greater impact when people really understand and know what you do. And you have gifts and talents that are worthy of recognition. You're somebody worth knowing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's what I would say to people. You know, I think that we have to remember that the work that you do is not about you. It's never about bragging. It's about putting yourself in a position so people can know and recognize your work. And that so that you can stay in the greatest place of impact.
1: Wow. That's that's really incredible. Right there. I think what seven minutes in, I think we <laughs> I think we we hit something on the head already. That's amazing. Mm. Um, you know, how do you you know, you say that and I and I hear it and I believe it and I and I think it's beautiful, but how do we really how do we start moving towards that? Or is that something, you know, it sounds like you do that with your clients. What's the process. So I come Mm -hmm. to you and I say, you know, I'm having, you know, I'm having issues kind of owning who I am and I don't want to brag or I don't want to do this, but I I want people to know who I am. Because if people don't know who I am, right, they're not going to know that I exist. They're not going to be able to hire me for what I do, whatever that is. So Mm -hmm. how do you work in the process with, with clients? Like how do you get them? Because it's, It's got to be a tough, it's like a whole mental um, like shift and and a lot of homework, I'm sure. (laughs) Mm.
0: Yeah, it is. I always start at the place with people of the other person. So it doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter if you're Kim Kardashian or your mother (laughs) Teresa. Everybody has an audience. Mm -hmm. And so we have to understand the experience and the story and the life of the person that we're here to serve. And, um, you know, even if we have a product or we have, the work isn't about us. And so the very first thing that I help people to do is shift away from themselves Mm -hmm. and shift into focusing on the story of the other person. Because the the minute that you start thinking like, I'm here and I'm on this stage, I'm on this platform, because there's an entire audience of people that need me, then your attention isn't on yourself, it's on somebody else. Mm, And when your attention's on somebody else, it's easier for those people that are struggling With those issues to see that the work isn't about them. So the first thing I always do with people is I always start at the point of like, who are who is in our audience? And and, and why are we here? And what do we do to be of highest service to these people? And then I do believe that then, then once we've kind of changed started to really shift that perspective, anytime somebody has, it has, um, you know, I had a client recently, in fact, who was like, well, I don't want to say it like that, Candice, because, (laughs) you know, I I just feel like, you know, uh, that would feel disingenuous. Sure. And I said, um, well, why would it feel disingenuous? Because I would feel like I was saying this, this, and this. Well, okay, but what if we were to shift it this way? And what mm-hmm. if we were to realise that by, by you um, offering to give somebody a, a, um, a free strategy session in, in exchange for your time, it's not a bait and switch. Right. You're literally saying... I want to understand how I can better serve you. Not like I want to get you on a free call just in case you might want to buy my, my coaching. But you're right. saying to people, I have a new program, I have a service, and I want to make sure that this is the highest, it is the best possible program that I can put out there. Because of that, I need to understand why this is going to be valuable to you. And when you can shift that perspective, it really changes uh, the way you show up. And I noticed that it changes the confidence with which people show up because the focus isn't on themselves anymore.
1: Yeah. That, no, that's, that's a really great way of thinking of it. And I think so many people go, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to, I don't want to say something that's going to make me sound like, you know, I'm talking about me or all of these different, you know, objections that you hear. And I think that that's a great way of thinking of it. We just shift it Mm -hmm. shift the perspective. I think it makes all the difference. And then you remember your why, right? You remember Mm -hmm. like, what are you, why are you doing this?
0: (laughs) Well, you know, what's important about what you just said. I had a phenomenal sales coach um, that I worked with for a while. And um, I remember Deb would always used to say to me, Candice, the sales process is actually could be one of the most transformational experiences in the life of a client journey, Mm. because a sales call is your opportunity to be able to show people what is possible in their life. And when you're overcoming objections, it's not about helping people to, it's not about trying to argue with people against their own limitations. It's about helping people to see the case for their own strength. And so, you know, where we say, oh my gosh, I can't afford this financially, or oh my gosh, I can't, then it's really about helping people to see, you know what, How how can you be empowered to know that you are incredibly resourceful? How can right. you be empowered to know that you have the capacity to actually achieve anything that you want to achieve in life? Even during a sales call, if you can stay in that position of, you know what, this, the th- what I'm doing right now, me having this call, me giving p- somebody 30 minutes of my time to be able to find out what their challenges are, what their strengths are, what they're struggling with, and then be able to position meet myself in such a way because I know that I can be of service to them I know that I can help them fix that problem and so when you're in that space of like I'm here because I genuinely want to be of service to this to these people it never comes off salesy
1: no that makes so much sense oh my god this is these are so many great nuggets (laughs) Mm. oh my gosh I'm loving this hi there I'm Leslie Castremere from Creative Women's Co I'm here to tell you about the collective membership Many of you have been asking us about how you can be more involved and engaged with us, whether it's through our live events or online. Here's how. Join us as a collective member, starting as low as $9 a month. You can join Ari and many other creative women entrepreneurs for quality conversations at our live and online events, learning brunches, casual cocktail events, panel gatherings, speed mentoring sessions, and more. Also included is a monthly collective members-only live mastermind video call on a variety of topics to discuss your challenges and how you can thrive. All that and more included in your collective membership, starting as low as $9 a month. Join us as a collective member today. Sign up at creativewomens.co slash membership. What do you find that most clients say is like really hard for them?
0: Hmm. Uh, like before they've become a client or during the sales? Yeah,
1: like, like, like even mm. during their sales or any time during the process, like as you're you're like their brand strategist, you're their mm. confidant, you're their mentor, you're this person that's kind of like the go-to mm-hmm. for all of these questions I'm sure
0: that come up. What do you find most people struggle with? Like what do most women struggle with? Um, I think people struggle with, with uh, wanting or believing that their gifts are actually worthy of, high compensation Mm. and so they either undercut themselves with what they are actually asking for or they talk themselves out of a sale or they you know so I think that there is a big piece there around money um that's not necessarily like that's something that I will work through with people although that's not the heart of what I do as a brand uh, strategist because the other thing that I would say more relevant to my work that I really help people through is uh, people don't know how to tell their story. Mm, okay. And I don't mean that. People don't know what, what parts of their story are relevant. And the reason why people don't know what's and, – and here is why all of this is important. Sure. All of this is important because as you're building a brand, as you're building a business, um, being able to sh- share your story is what actually connects you on an emotional level with prospective clients and buyers. And so right. when, how, how you choose to weave in your story is important. There is another point here that I want to make, though. The story, okay. your story is not always just about you. Your story is about the story of your target client and how it actually bridges to your own personal story. And so what I'll find is that a lot of the times people don't know what is their relevant stories. We have all have heaps of stories. Mm -hmm. And I could tell you kind of a story about, you know, how I was struggling financially in my business and how I, you know, my bookkeeper told me that next month I wouldn't make you know, enough money to pay my rent. So I surrendered, I did nothing. And then the next day, you know, within the following month, I made $8,000 additional business income, but guess what? That's not really relevant to the work that I'm doing. However, if I tell you the story of my father who was a pastor and how I grew up to believe that humility was the name of the game and that hiding my gifts and talents was something that I'd become accustomed to doing, And then I realized that I can make a greater impact. And so I set out to become known. This is a relevant story because a lot of people, my target customer, you know, understands it. So I think telling the story is like in a compelling way is one of the biggest things that people actually struggle with. They think my story is not important or I don't know what part of it matters.
1: Got it. So what, what tips do you have for somebody other than, of course, working with you? What are some tips that they can, you know, they can use to become better storytellers or I think a lot of times two people have trouble maybe editing their story what are
0: your tips on how to be a better storyteller Mm. and how to make an impact I mean I I think it it, it, again it goes back to knowing who is actually listening to the story and so you first have to define what that person looks like but not just on a you know we talk about ideal client avatars and yep. we talk about like, oh, well, she's a 38-year-old woman and her name's Sarah and she, w- whatever. But we need to mm-hmm. understand her on an emotional level. Like what, right. is, what is she actually, what is her primary desire? Like very specific primary desire. There's a phenomenal book. It's called Building a Story Brand. It's by Donald Miller. He talks mm. about the fact that a lot of people are compelled to purchase based upon a series of survival needs. And, okay. uh, and they're all related to how we actually operate as tribes, okay? So it goes back to yeah. like tribal. And um, we need to understand which one of those primary su- survival needs does our, p- our particular person uh, want, what compels them to actually move forward. Then we need to understand why isn't that person moving forward? What are the roadblocks? What are the struggles? And then how do we position ourselves in a way through our story, through our product, through our service, that actually uh, we position ourselves in such a way that we know we can be of service to that person. So we have to first take the time to really deeply, intimately understand that person who's sitting in our audience. And then it's just like you imagine that that friend is sitting next to you and you're trying (laughs) to provide comfort or help to that person. What story can you pull from your life that might be of some encouragement to them, you know? Yeah.
1: That's that's huge. And I think, you know, like we do that with our clients, too. We'll sit down or, you know, with with students that I have, I'll sit down and say, who's your ideal client? Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll have them write their avatar. And they and sometimes it's really you have to reroute it because people are thinking, okay, like you said, it's Sarah. She's 38. This is who she is. And but they it's hard to think about who that person is like at that image in your head. How do they react to making decisions how do they you know make money decisions how where do they go to eat like why would they do those things like what's their why and Mm -hmm. how can you help them I think that that's huge Mm -hmm. thinking about it's beautiful that that's that's something we all need to think about a little bit more for sure Mm -hmm. um and you were saying something about emotional intelligence um and I know that you're you're very like um like your brand if somebody were to go to your website they're going to see that you're that you have a lot of this, um, how do I say it? This beautiful energy. I mean, even your shirt on your website says positive vibes. Can you tell me a little mm-hmm. bit more about your, like, um, maybe like tips that you have on like staying positive, um, re- like knowing your purpose, like maybe examples of like how you connect to yourself,
0: um, you know, in that way. Mm. Yeah. You know, this is a, I think main, maintaining a really positive, um, a mindset it's a journey like I've had a lot of ups and downs and um you know you've kind of come at me with this question at the perfect time because just over the last couple of weeks I kind of got back into my miracle mornings um and what's that well how how Elrod uh developed a he wrote a book it's called the miracle morning and they're a series of spiritual practices um I know they're spiritual. A lot of people might read them and not necessarily think that they're spiritual, but it's silence being meditation. He calls them the lifesavers, okay, the lifesavers. And there's um, silence being meditation, there's affirmation, there's visualization of what you want, there's exercise reading and scribing, so journaling. And he breaks them up into kind of 10-minute segments every single morning. It's a professional, it's basically a personal development, self-growth morning. And taking the time to really like do this on a daily basis, um, it's a game changer because it changes the way that you show up Having that slowing down and starting your morning slowly allows you to kind of see things that you may not have otherwise seen, to make decisions that you may not have otherwise made and to kind of approach life with a totally different mindset, an abundant, you know, a, 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 a mindset based in prosperity And so I think that these practices have become very important to me. Shout out to Hal Elrod. Go get his book, everybody. (laughs) Miracle morning. Um, But, yeah, I, I believe that it's a practice.
1: That's awesome. And I think, you know, when, when people start, you know, they become an entrepreneur or they, you know, start working remotely or wherever it is that they're, they are in their journey. I think there's a lot of these articles that come out, like get up at 4am and you have to work out and you have to do this and you have to do that. And I always looked at that and cringed because I thought, first of all, they're not talking about the spiritual practice. They're not talking about meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, but they all, they also, are insinuating that you know everybody has the same exact routine uh that's successful in that way and I think to what you're saying it's like finding what works for you adding that little bit of time and not just like jumping up checking your email Mm -hmm. um you know giving a little bit of almost like grace in the morning with yourself and
0: that's, it's a beautiful thing. And I think it's underestimated. Well, and I think that d- different people could have different approaches to how they actually do it. You know, for some people, mm-hmm. it might be going out and walking around the block and looking up the sky, looking up at the sky and noticing <laughs> the birds and nature or whatever, having a bath in the morning. I know somebody that gets up and has a bath every morning. Like, that's and awesome. so, <laughs> yeah, like everybody has their own practice. I think that the important thing is that we have to cultivate our mind just as much as we, just as much as exercise is important for us to keep in shape, you know, nurturing your mind and feeding your mind is just as equally as important for keeping a healthy mindset. And so I think that that's something that we overlook. And, you know, when we talk about, you know, that every successful person has the exact same uh, way of doing things, I, I don't agree with that either. Um, mm-hmm. However, I, I will say that when you feel like you're stuck in a, rat, in, in a rut and you feel like, you know, you, you've hit a plateau or you're not experiencing the type of success or things are showing up in your life that you don't necessarily want. I think that sometimes it is a matter of doing things. It always is a matter of doing something different. For me, I had fallen off, off, off the track and I started to notice that things were happening in my life that I didn't necessarily want to happen. And if I want something to be different in my life, I have to change up the way that I, that I, that I'm living, you know, right. Uh, that's a topic I could talk about forever, but (laughs) I realize we don't have that time, but (laughs) I definitely want to talk with you about it at some point.
1: Yeah. That's that's awesome. Um, what I, what I want to do is, um, I want to shift a little bit too. And, um, and how long have you been, how long have you had your business?
0: Um, I started my coaching business in 2015. So what's it now about four, five, five years, four years. I'm like, what year are we in 2019? I (laughs) had to think about it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But like I said, I I kind of started focusing in on brand strategy two years ago now.
1: Okay. And why brand strategy over anything else? Why not any other? I mean, that's a very specific and very much needed Mm. segment. Yeah. Why that?
0: Uh, psychic told me to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, a, uh-huh. that's a little bit of part of the story. It's quite funny. Yeah. I got on the phone to a psychic and I was like, should I do web design or should I do brand strategy? And she said, Candice, you're an artist. You're not an engineer. So don't oh. do web design. It would be very overwhelming for you. And she was very, very right. Um, <laughs> but um, you know what? You know what? Um, I just, for me, I believe that really stories is what underpins every everything that I do. You know, storytelling is important for um, website copy. It's important for email marketing. It's important for social media campaigns. It's important for so many things. And um, you know, I just, I just believe that 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 um, words is my. Uh, greatest gift I love that I stumbled it's over beautiful. that I, I love that I just I, <laughs> I love, know and I could feel it but it was beautiful it was it was beautiful <laughs> I, I <laughs> completely stumbled over trying to say the words of my greatest <laughs> gift <laughs> but um you know you but know, this you, is real. Yeah, it's real yeah yeah um so I think that that's probably one of the primary reasons I believe that words really and words go hand in hand with brand strategy and um I just love it so much. I just, I really love, and I think that, you know, we can talk about stories and there's probably so many different routes I could have gone with storytelling. And in fact, with the live interview series that I'm doing here in Miami, it's even more Mm -hmm. about storytelling because I sit down with a creator an entertainer uh, or an entrepreneur once a month in front of a small audience. And yeah, we're turning it into a talk show. I actually just have a a new producer um, as of, as of, um, a couple of weeks ago now, but I want to come check it out. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah, you definitely should. Um, and so that's the same thing, you know. It's all about telling stories and inspiring people. And I and I think that good brands are inspiring. Um, and so yeah, this is why I do what I do. I love it.
1: And what's one thing that surprised you throughout this whole process? Like something that you know you can plan and you can plan. Um, for everything, but what's one thing in your business uh, that's really surprised you and maybe even delighted you? Oh, okay.
0: Delighted me. (laughs) That changed things.
1: (laughs) You're like, wait a minute. Let's just go surprise. Let's start with
0: surprise first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, Probably the thing that surprised me um, more than anything is that there really isn't not, 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 Every one strategy works for every, every person, <laughs> even, even if you're in the exact same industry. Yes. Uh, you know, I, in 2017, I spent $30,000 on a business strategist that was hosting a mastermind. Um, it was a kind of a negative experience and, mm. um, you know, that I don't love to relive, but, you know, sure. but we all had were given the exact same strategy and we were all from different industry. Like there was no customization. And mm. so, you know, and I kind of had believed when I joined that mastermind that we were all just going to follow the exact same footprint that we were all going to be successful uh, very quickly in that way. And that wasn't the case. Um, sure. And so I think that that, that is equally as surprising As I think it is delighting (laughs) Uh, in the sense that we really have the power to create what we want, how we want it on our terms. You know, I think that one of the most powerful things that I've learned in my journey is that time will tell. Mm, Meaning that, yeah, meaning that we can, if you've got a solid brand, you know, I think it's just Mm -hmm. a matter of time before you really start creating the type of results you want you know it's it's i think we all have the power to be successful if we're resilient enough to wait for it
1: oh that that right there is a great statement Mm -hmm. it's waiting for it it's being patient Mm -hmm. it's not looking at other people in the same industry and going oh we did the same thing but look at how far along they are why am i not Mm -hmm. um And I think my question to you, uh, you know, on top of that, it's, you were talking about this mastermind, same strategy, same, same industry. So what are the components in your mind that makes it different? Like what, why, what makes somebody, I don't want to say more successful, but what makes somebody go further, you know, and maybe somebody not as, not as far, you know, if they're doing the same strategy, why is that? Can we dive into that for a quick second?
0: Mm. Um... Well, I think one of the things is, I think that if you have, if you've nailed your target, if you're excited about your target and about what you're doing, and if you can convey that energy and excitement and you have the budget to back it up, Mm -hmm. I think you can go places. I'm going to say that in the coaching industry in particular, but even in the online creative industry, I don't think we give enough. Uh, emphasis to the fact that money does actually pa- play a role in how successful you're going to be. Right, right. You know, we, when you could have the most on point brand, you could know exactly who you're talking to. If you don't have the money to be able to share it with more people, then mm-hmm. you have to either be willing to take the time and stick with it for a long time to organically watch your audience grow mm-hmm. or you have to have a substantial budget behind you. Right. Um, in, in, in my particular case with the mastermind I was in, I saw people go through the exact same strategy. I didn't see a lot of people actually in that mastermind experience too much success. But I will okay. say that the person that was leading it, her brand was on point. She spoke to a very specific type of person um, mm-hmm. She had a good budget to back it up. She had deadline funnels in place. So she had sense of urgency. She had all of those things. I have actually since coached multiple people that were in that same mastermind. They actually became clients of mine because, oh, ha- wow. yeah, because half of them had branding problems. Half of them didn't even know who they were talking to, what the story was, and they weren't mm. speaking in a way that was compelling. So I think in this case, they were throwing a whole bunch of money behind you know uh, um intern ad facebook ads and campaigns and setting up right. email marketing and they didn't even know who they were talking to
1: right the foundation wasn't wasn't correct exactly
0: mm-hmm. oh my gosh i have a th- um, a tool it's called the house of branding um <laughs> and, and you know i say to people that so often you go to people what's the biggest thing that you're currently stra- struggling with in building your brand and they go oh my gosh i can't grow my instagram and like so, <laughs> social media visibility is like the roof of the house. right? And so you're trying to build a social media following and you don't have a signature core offer, which is the main section of the house. And then you don't have a message, a story, your brand elements aren't in place, which is the absolute foundation of anything that you're doing.
1: Right. Oh my gosh. Well, cause we think, right. We think Instagram is the solution. We don't think of it as like, it's a tool to help carry the message that's already there. So like you right. said, the story, the messaging, you have to be, like solid on that in order to build on top or else your roof's going to fall in (laughs) right exactly exactly oh my gosh well that's the I mean wow this this podcast is going to be epic Mm
0: -hmm. you guys
1: need to listen to this over and over and over because this is going to be super helpful Mm -hmm. um and one thing I would say um is that uh my question for you is what what are your next steps like where do you see yourself going the next few years uh, if I'm being
0: completely honest with you, yes, please. Um, <laughs> I actually see myself being, uh, at the moment, I still work on a one to one basis. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually w- would much prefer to be one to many. I mean, I enjoy mm. working with private clients, but I want to build Becoming Known Academy, which is something that's on my list of things to do in the next uh, couple of months to really start focusing there. The other big goal that I have right now is like, to actually monetize uh the live interview series that we're doing uh Mm -hmm. in in a bigger way you know with sponsorships and you know potentially investors and we're going to actually make it into a more of a talk show format oh that's awesome yeah and so my efforts and a lot of my energy right now is actually going into how can we how can I actually just leverage the interviews in a way that I can just get paid to do that because I just love to talk and share stories and meet new people, and and you're great at it. <laughs> thank you, but that's 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 who I am. I like to bring people together. I was raised to be very hospitable. Like, you know, imagine like I grew up. The, the daughter of a pastor's wife, you know, so my mum was just, you know, always cooking in the kitchen, like looking after everybody. So I had that, bring that, awesome. I bring hospitality um, to a lot of the events that I have and like the sense of intimacy and warmth, I want people to feel like they're a part of something special. So bringing <laughs> people together and sharing stories is what I do best and whether I do that through brand storytelling or like in person, um, you know, currently, but ultimately I would just love to be able to, to do that full time—that's
1: awesome—and I know that you've put it out there. It's going to happen. We're going to check in five, 10 years, or even earlier. We're g- earlier. <laughs> we're going to check in, and we're going to say, "Oh my God, Candace said it on the Creative Women's Co podcast." Yeah, so that's awesome. And yeah. how can people find you, Candace? They want to hire you. They want to chat with you. They want to, you know, come to your show. Like, what what's the best way online that they can find you? Uh,
0: CandaceHickman.com uh, is okay. my website. I would say that if you're really interested in up to the minute information with me, it's like <laughs> it's more like Instagram, and it's just Candice Hickman, C A N D I S Hickman, uh, on Instagram, and that pretty much links out to anything that you could want to know about me, from my podcast to the live interview series to, you know, getting in touch for, uh, you know, a brand story discovery session whatever it is so instagram is probably the easiest way to get to me quickly
1: awesome i just want to say thank you so much candace you've been amazing to chat with and i'm so excited for all that you're you're up to and all the things that you're going to be doing and um so thank you so much and you guys have heard it here creative women's co candace hickman check her out thanks for listening bye everyone bye
0: This episode is sponsored by City Girl at Work. Thank you so much for tuning in to our episode. We hope you have an amazing day.